Welcome back to the third season of Gold Diggers. This is the podcast created by 25 unsuspecting psychology students at the University of Georgia, led by our frenetic professor, Dr. Michelle Van Dellen, who's an expert in the field of social psychology. We're going to be mining the research of goal pursuit and self-regulation to bring you everyday stories with a scientific twist. Follow us on this journey as we unearth the grit and determination of the ordinary individual who digs deep to achieve something special. We know as much as you do about where this is going. Goals! Can you dig it? Welcome back to Goal Diggers. I'm Jackson, and today we're gonna be talking to Bailey Marsh about her cookie business, Bailey Bakes. We decided to kick off the third season of Goal Diggers with Bailey's story because everyone has their own goals and can learn more about how to stay motivated. Bailey is a UGA student who decided to turn her hobby of baking cookies into a business at the age of 20 years old. Starting a business is a major undertaking and requires extreme determination. We will be digging into many theories behind motivation to help explain how Bailey was successful in her goal pursuit. To jump right in, let us talk about forms of motivation. Intrinsic motivation is the desire to do something just because you enjoy it, while extrinsic motivation is the desire to do something for the outcome or reward of doing it. Idan, do you feel like you are usually intrinsically motivated or extrinsically motivated? I am personally more extrinsically motivated. I feel that most people want to be intrinsically motivated, but rewards such as money, grades, and future aspirations get in the way of that and force us to be extrinsically motivated. Yeah, I definitely feel like you're right, but can something truly be only extrinsically motivated, or is it a good mix of both? That's a good question. We'll be covering this interesting dispute and several others in this podcast. Yeah, I mean, we hope that through Bailey's successes and failures, you can learn a little bit more about yourself and how to better pursue your own goals. Not everyone will start their own cookie business, but everyone can learn from Bailey's growing business. We really wanted to know what Bailey's biggest pieces of advice were to new business owners or really anyone pursuing a goal that doesn't seem feasible. Here's what we found out. So I have Bailey in the room with us right now. Bailey, do you want to give us like a 30 second uh, rundown of who you are and what you do? Yay, okay. I'm Bailey Marsh. I am a senior at UGA studying religion and I started a cookie decorating business called Bailey Bakes um, in September of 2018, um, but really kind of started it this past year. So yeah. Awesome. Do you have any advice for new business owners? Um, Honestly, yeah, I would say say yes to everything within reason. Like, don't go crazy. But um, literally all of this started and all of these opportunities that I've gotten is because I just said yes to people that wanted orders and said yes to people that told me to apply for Accelerator and said yes to jumping in and doing like an actual business instead of just being a hobby and said yes to a 1600 cookie order because it just opens more doors to other things that I didn't even know was possible. Um, starting the cookie classes was literally because some lady texted me and was like, would you be interested in teaching a class for my church? And I said, sure. And then I started teaching yeah. once a month. Um, so honestly, yeah, just saying yes and like giving it your all and working hard and everything just kind of falls into place and doing what you love. Like don't, I came in as a pharmaceutical sciences major <laughs> don't do if if you don't like it like if yeah. you're so I was so worried for a long time I changed my major like seven times I was so worried that I was just gonna like not make money if I did what I liked or not survive if I did what I liked 
Um, and so I just kept jumping around between medical majors, and I finally just was like, this is not working. I'm just going to do what I like and see what happens. And it just fell into place. So do what you love, work really hard, and just say yes to as much as you can. Gotcha. Be my best advice. Yeah, that's good advice. <laughs> I might have to say yes to a yeah. <laughs> starting something. <laughs> Let's jump right in and break these down. One of Bailey's big pieces of advice was if you don't like it, don't do it. This fits perfectly with the idea of intrinsic motivation. Like we said before, a simplistic way of looking at intrinsic motivation is doing something because you like it. Doing something because you're rewarded for doing it means that it is extrinsic. So can you actually be only motivated intrinsically? I believe the general consensus is no. Everyone pulls from a little bit of both whether you realize it or not. For example, Bailey said to pursue something you like, which has obvious benefits. The experts in the field support this as well. Wooly and Fishbach have done a bunch of work on intrinsic motivations, and their findings underline the fact that you really can't separate the benefits of an activity from it. So Bailey said, do something you love. The research says that might not be 100% possible. Um, I mean, it might not be completely possible, but you can find things you love doing that help you with your bigger goals. If you want to lose 10 pounds but you hate running, you could just find an alternative that you actually enjoy. That maximizes your intrinsic motivation, even if you're still connected with rewards like losing that weight. This makes me think of our interview with Bailey when we asked her whether she pursues this career for the money or for the love of baking. Um, it's never been about the money. I mean, I started off selling the cookies at like 50 cents a piece until mm. my mentors were like, Bailey, what the heck are you doing? This is so stupid. <laughs> so uh, it's never been about the money. I just, I have this like dying love to please people. Yeah. Um, and it just happened to start with cookies. Like, it just happened to be, oh, people want my cookies. I'm just going to keep giving them to them. Um, and I just, literally, that's the only thing that motivates me, honestly. Yeah. I love doing it, and I love baking, and I love being able to work from home and set my own schedule. But I love, like, when I deliver cookies to a customer, they're like, mm. oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. When I get, like, texts from random customers that are like, they were so good. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I just, I just feed off of, like, their joy. This really represents how Bailey mixes extrinsic rewards like money and approval from others with intrinsic motivation like her love for baking and making people happy. From what I have learned, another way to look at Bailey's case is the fact that she really focuses on the praise and appreciation she gets from happy customers. This sounds like another form of extrinsic motivation. I agree. It seems Bailey draws on all kinds of extrinsic motivation. When Bailey has to do the same cookie design over and over again, she tends to get bored, like anybody else would. But she uses extrinsic motivation to keep her going with the business because she has activities like the decorating classes to balance her monotonous work. It seems she makes the most out of all of her tasks, boring or not. So yeah. it was the decorating that was more fun for me, and it is stressful when I have 1,600 of the same frickin' design, and I'm on cookie 10 and I'm over it. Like, I don't want to do another... <laughs> Frickin' rose design, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it is fun when I get to sit and do a dozen cookies from someone's birthday invitation that they love and think is so cool, and then I can just copy that and turn that into something else, and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool, it matches. Um, so it's fun when I get to do those, like, different, unique ones. I'm about tired of doing Bulldogs and Power Gs, <laughs> but it's business, so. I guess regardless of Bailey's motives, whether it be money, the need to please, or just plain love of baking, she is going beyond what she believes she could accomplish. This kind of leads us into Bailey's next piece of advice. Say yes to everything. Uh, what? That's kind of opposite to what you normally hear. I thought you weren't supposed to overextend yourself. 
I think what Bailey wanted us to take away from this is to expand our environment with resources and individuals who help us pursue our goals. So like her mentors, partners, and business opportunities? Yeah, without the help of her mentors, Bailey's idea might have never expanded into a business. When Bailey decided to pursue baking as more than a hobby, she was led by her mentors through the summer launch program. Oh, was, was that the program that gave Bailey an upfront budget of $5,000 to improve Bailey Bakes? Yeah, and that's when Bailey said she realized that there was a real opportunity to grow her business. After she won the first $5,000, she was so successful in the development of her business that they awarded her with another $5,000. Yeah, the money she won was great, but she also got to attend classes that gave her tools to be a better business owner. So, what do we tell our listeners who don't win awards that total to $10,000? Well, like you said, everyone isn't going to win an award that expands their resources, but expanding your own environment when the opportunity arises is one of the best ways to maximize your potential. That makes me think of transactive goal dynamics. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. Earlier in the year, we read a paper about how goal pursuits are not actually independent, but instead interdependent. More specifically, transactive goal dynamics theory conceptualizes two or more interdependent people as one single self-regulating system. Yeah, I mean, I've always seen my goals as exactly that. My goals. But after reading this article, I realized that our mentors, family, friends, and other components of our environment are actually playing a starring role in our own goal pursuit. The way we should be viewing our environment and relationships is a system that we can use to reach our goal. In the paper, they break it down into three categories. Who possesses the goal, who is the target of the goal, and who pursues the goal. So in Bailey's case, who do you think possesses the goal? Well, since it's Bailey's business, you would think it is only Bailey's goal. But it's important to think about her mentor's impact too. Her mentors took on her goal as they wanted to see her succeed as well. They became an integral part of her goal system. So who was the target of the goal? Well, obviously Bailey growing her business was the main goal but her mentors had a goal of their own in mind too. Not only did they want Bailey to succeed, but they also wanted the summer launch program to succeed. This was the program created to help young UGA entrepreneurs develop their own businesses. So in a way, her success also meant the success of the program? Yeah, exactly. This expanded the goal system even further. Her mentors really pushed her to turn her love of baking into a profitable business. Um, that actually came through summer launch also because I didn't even realize how profitable it was until I sat down with my mentor from the summer and she was like, Bailey, what are you doing? Like, literally look at this. And I was like, what? Because I was just making cookies. <laughs> I was just like, yes, orders for fun. And she was like, Bailey, you could be making thousands of dollars. What are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm on the same page, but who pursues the goal? Well, again, we have to consider all parts of Bailey's environment. So like her parents, roommates, and mentors? Yeah, Bailey had a super strong support system that all took part in her goal of growing her business. Her parents are the first and one of the biggest supporters of her goals. 
They've always been super supportive of everything. So when I started the business, they were just like, oh, this is cute. What a fun little thing for her to do in her free time. And then when I was like, no, I'm for real doing this, they like bought me a mixer and they were like, Merry Christmas, go pick it up from Target yeah. oh, in September. Awesome. <laughs> and um, Merry Christmas. Yeah. And <laughs> they, like everything I've ever done, they're like, oh, do you need any help with cookies? Last weekend when I did the 1600 cookie order, they came up and helped me. Um, my dad, they're looking at actually moving to Athens next year oh my gosh. to like help out and do more. Yeah, my Dang. dad's super into it. <laughs> yeah, from the interview, it sounds like her roommates have been awesome and taken on a role in the business too. Yeah, all of her orders are done out of her house. So during her biggest orders and busiest weeks, she stays up for late nights to get the orders completed. You know her roommates must be pulling some late nights to help get that done. Awesome. Uh, what do you think is the biggest cookie order you've ever had? Um, two weeks ago I did 1600 for a sorority. My gosh. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> uh, so where do you bake them usually? Um, in my house. I have a cottage food license. Just in your house? Just in my house. 1600 like, cookies in your it's house? It's a four bed, four bath, like family house. So okay. we have like a decently sized kitchen and we did it over like four days. We okay. didn't just bake them all in one day. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, how long does it take to make an order, like, typically? Um, so, like, a dozen cookies takes nine minutes to bake and then about an hour and a half to decorate. So, I'll just say, like, two hours for a dozen. Okay. That was so crazy for me to hear during the interview. I knew Bailey was getting a lot of orders, but 1,600? Without her roommates, orders of that size would be relatively impossible to complete. By having supportive roommates, Bailey could see that her goals became her roommates' goals at least when it came to finishing a huge order. Bailey's roommates must have seen how much Bailey wanted to succeed, and her goals became theirs. Bailey also hired employees that have allowed her to focus on the part of her business she enjoys most. I know I would get burnt out doing the same thing over and over again, so that's nice that she has people to help her refocus. Yeah, and again, we can't forget about her mentors who actively pursue her goal too. Um, yeah, my mentors come from actually UGA, so starting with the Accelerator program last spring, um, they're also professors that run it. So starting with Accelerator last spring, um, Callie Brutz is an um, entrepreneurship professor, and then her sister Ashley ran the summer program, and they have started like three or four businesses together, and they are just like a huge role model because they're also like women in small business that have turned it just like millions of dollars um, in revenue, which is super yeah. awesome. And then Bob with the entrepreneurship program is just also, every, honestly, everyone just with the entrepreneurship program, they're all just like, oh, let me know what you need. Like, I will help you at any time. Like, just call me, text me. And I'm just mm. like, oh my gosh, thanks, professor. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's awesome. After considering all the people who participate in Bailey's goal, transactive goal dynamics really make sense. You definitely can't consider your own goals without considering the impacts of your environment. Yeah, that makes me think of my own goal of wanting to become a criminal lawyer and how my family and friends played a role in my own success by helping me network and motivating me every step of the way, including setting me up with the right people to work with and in the right environments for the best success. Right? I know looking back, I worked really hard to master the defensive side of soccer, but it would have been really difficult for me to do without the help of my coaches and friends who played with me. It's funny you mentioned the effort you put into working on the defensive side of soccer because that was Bailey's final piece of advice, work hard. 
Now that's a piece of advice that's a little easier for me to wrap my head around. Right, I definitely think about effort when I consider goal pursuit. I feel like every time you hear about someone's accomplishments, you hear about how hard they worked. I agree, the people who really work hard to accomplish their goals are the ones who get stuck and push past it. Yeah, we've all been there. You know your goal is important, but day-by-day -day progress seems impossible. Many people believe motivation increases the closer you get to your end goal, but this is actually not the case. It is very easy to get stuck because your perspective of progress may shift. You start out seeing how far you have come from where you started, but gradually you may only see how far you still are from achieving your ultimate goal. This is part of what makes long-term goals so hard to accomplish. It can become especially hard to stay motivated during long-term goals, especially when you're stuck. For Bailey, getting her business up and running costs her sleep and grades to suffer. Well, I guess it kind of influences it negatively because all I want to do is work on the business and not do school. So uh, I've changed my major, I've withdrawn from classes, I failed classes. <laughs> gotcha. Do you think there is a negative side to your business? Mentally, yes. <laughs> just like running, running a business alone as a student is just hard, mentally draining. I sleep like, now I sleep a lot more, but yeah. for a minute I was sleeping like three nights a week and that was it. I would rotate every other night. So like Monday I would sleep, Tuesday I wouldn't, Wednesday I'd sleep, Thursday I wouldn't, Friday I'd sleep. So That's to insane. that side, yeah, it was, it was taxing just like mentally and physically on my body, but, um, a business kind of downside of it is that cookies are just a really big fad right now. Um, and I don't yeah. plan, when I expand, I don't plan to expand into other bakery aspects. Like there are other, there's another bakery in Athens that does cookies, but they also do cakes and cupcakes and breads and all this other stuff. So they like barely do cookies and yeah. people still would just rather come to me than do it. Um, so I don't plan to do anything but cookies. So that could end up being a downfall if the fad of cookies just dies one day out of nowhere. But I'm not like, I'm like I'm riding on this completely, but mm -hmm. I like it would not be something that would kill me. Like I would just move on to something else. Like I'm not yeah. going to just die with the business. So um, that's honestly the only downside that we found so far. And it's nice because it's cookies are a very like low risk food. So there's n literally no risk with doing them like health wise and it's not an issue. So that's nice. I'd never have to worry about like food poisoning someone yeah. because they're just it's flour and sugar and butter. <laughs> if you were to tell me I might be a really successful business owner, but I'm going to have to sacrifice my sleep, my grades, and then maybe, just maybe, I will get my business off the ground, I don't know if I'm doing it. That seems like a lot of sacrifices. Yeah, the amount of self-regulation needed to actually succeed in doing that is hard to imagine and hard to maintain. Yeah, unfortunately, I guess that's life. There will always be obstacles in your way, and the people who figure out how to get past them are the ones who succeed. One of the papers we read deals with the topic on how to keep working hard and pushing through even when you just don't feel like it anymore. They suggest that one of the best ways to stay motivated is to focus on the end state of the goal. I'm sure Bailey considered how easy it would be to focus exclusively on the business or just decide to focus on school. Balancing the two obviously took a toll on her. Yeah, but instead, it seems she made modifications to her plan and stayed focused on growing her business. Bringing back up the topic of intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation, Bailey had to really hone in on what she loved about baking to begin with. 
In the interview, I remember talking about ways she's found to stay connected to baking on an enjoyable level. Have you lost any of the joy in baking because of the added pressure and stress of it being a business? Honestly, yes, I have, but I also haven't baked in months because my employees do it. But <laughs> I give, <laughs> I still decorate um, mm -hmm. like 90% of the time. But I, it's nice because now I can bake other things too. Like Sunday night, I just felt like it and I baked apple pie Ooh. for no reason. <laughs> um, so it's fun that I get to do other stuff besides cookies. Um, and it was more of the decorating of cookies that I was interested in anyway because the baking is just... Like, you mix everything together, you roll it out, you cut it, it bakes for nine minutes. Like, there's nothing exciting with that. Mm -hmm. And they come out the same every time. It's never, like, there's a fail. Attaching the added stress to baking cookies did make it less enjoyable, but she still found the ability to enjoy baking in different ways, which renews some of the initial interest she had as a hobby. Bailey is smart to keep decorating a major part of her daily routine, as it acts as a reminder of why she's in the cookie business and why she started in the first place, even if it means decorating cookies with the same design. Yeah, I'm sure baking the same thing over and over again gets monotonous. Oh, definitely. Bailey even mentioned that too. I bet 1,600 cookies later, I would be over the business. Me too. I guess that's where Bailey's advice of working hard really gets its meaning. Yeah, working hard encompasses so many things. It requires you to push yourself in ways you didn't think you could. Yeah, like in Bailey's case, I'm sure she never thought she could grow a baking business from her own college home kitchen. Of course, who would? Working hard also means pushing yourself past roadblocks. When you start working towards a goal, you only view how far you've come. But sometimes, along the way, you find yourself feeling farther and farther away from the end goal. I know I've been there, and this is when it helps the most to focus in on Bailey's first piece of advice. Do what you like. If your goal is rooted in what you enjoy doing, combine that with a drive to succeed and you can accomplish nearly anything. So overall, we hope you take away Bailey's three pieces of advice and apply them to your own goals. Number one, if you don't like it, don't do it. Remember that this goes back to your intrinsic motivation for a certain goal. People use both intrinsic and extrinsic motivation when it comes to achieving a goal, but having intrinsic motivation allows us to stay interested and more likely to achieve a goal. Number two, say yes to everything. By expanding our environment and people we interact with, our goals become the goals of those around us. This helps us sticking with the goal and eventually achieving it. Idan, why don't you give us the third one? Work hard. It can be difficult sometimes to stay motivated to achieve long-term goals, but remember that it is more effective to break down big goals into concrete smaller ones to help you stay on task along the way. Tracking your progress and having reminders of your goal can help you achieve it. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gold Diggers. We would like to give a special shout out to the UGA Digital Media Wing in the MLC. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Gold Diggers Podcast. And that's Gold Diggers with a Z. Thanks, season one. All right. Till next time.